You can open your Bibles this morning to the sixth chapter of the book of Matthew. And they're going to put up on the screen a couple of things here. All right. Uh, I'm going to preach today and probably three or four Sundays to come on what's on the board here. Scriptural principles to guide God's children in our daily lives. Truths to live by. Now, let me say it again. Scriptural principles to guide God's children in our daily lives. Truths to live by. Now, the first one today is entitled, One Day at a Time. Now, when Ed sang this song of Wasted Years, he had no idea what I was going to preach on because I didn't know yesterday. He didn't know. Now, he talks about wasted years. But the only way you don't waste years is one day at a time. See, that's God, how God's called you to live. He has called you to live one day at a time. So today, from Matthew 6, 34, the first scriptural principle to God, God's children in our lady lives is one day at a time, Matthew 6, 34. But then here's the confession that we're going to make. Now, it's, it's going to scroll. I'm going to read it now. All these scriptural principles I'm going to talk about, you can't do unless this is true. You see, people used to say, now, this is the way you ought to live, but never tell people how to get to power to live that way. I mean, that's religion. We'll live this way, but they don't tell you where you get the power to live that way. But now, scriptural principles to guide God's children in our daily lives, truths to live by, But you can't do it unless, all right, I'm going to read it, and they're going to flip it as we go. The presence of Jesus Christ in the person of the Holy Spirit is my strength and power to live the Christian life. Without Christ, I can do nothing. But through Christ, I can do all things. Everything I preach on about scriptural principles, you can't do it unless this is true of your life. So we're going to read it. Together, can you? Now we, we got it big enough print. All right, so y'all read this with me out loud. Are you ready? Let us go. The presence of Jesus Christ in the person of the Holy Spirit is my strength and power to live the Christian life. Without Christ, I can do nothing. Through Christ, I can do all things. Now, repetition is the key to understanding. The Holy Spirit has to communicate. We're going to do it. One more time. Can y'all go back and do it one more time? All right, now I want you to listen to what you're saying. Ask God to make it a conviction in your heart. Let's say it together. The presence of Jesus Christ in the person of the Holy Spirit is my strength and power to live the Christian life. Without Christ, I can do nothing. But through Christ, I can do all things. Amen. Now, In Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34, Jesus uses, in those nine little verses, Jesus uses the word worry six times. Six times in nine verses, the Son of God spoke about worry. In fact, in verse 31, he said, do not worry. You say, well, that's easy for him to say. I mean, what about all this stuff that's going on in my life? What about everything I'm facing? (laughs) And he's telling me not to worry. If I don't worry, what am I going to do? I mean, come on. Well, you see, then he goes on 
in verse 34 and tells us the key to not worry. He tells us to live one day at a time. Now, I want you to listen. I'm reading. This is a translation in the paraphrase, which you don't use for a study Bible. But in the, in the living Bible, th- th- this is what Matthew 6, 34 says, which is a paraphrase. It's exactly true to the scripture. This is what it says. So do not be anxious about tomorrow. So do not worry about tomorrow. God will take care of your tomorrows too. Live one day at a time. So don't be anxious about tomorrow. For God will take care of your tomorrows too. Live one day at a time. You say, wait a minute. How in the world do you live one day at a time? What does it mean, Brother Fred, to live one day at a time? At a time. Don't be anxious about tomorrow. God will take care of that. Just live one day at a time. Well, I'll tell you two things that are just general statements about living one day at a time. It's this confession. I do not live in the past. I live in the present. I do not live in the future. I live in the present. And that's what it means. I'm not living in the past, and I'm not living in the future. I'm living one day at a time. I am living in the present. But now, how do you live one day at a time? How does that become a reality in your life? First of all, I want you to understand very clearly that it is the clear teaching of the Word of God for you to live one day at a time, not to live in the past, Not to live in the future, but to live in the now. For example, there's a great verse in Psalm 42, verse 8. I want you to listen to this. And uh, this also I translated out, I got out of the, this translation out of the paraphrase of the Living Bible. But I, I like it. It says, yet day by day, the power, but day by day, God pours out his love and power in me. Day by day. The Lord pours out his steadfast love day by day. God pours out his steadfast love. Then there's another great verse in Luke eleven three. 3. It's the Lord's Prayer. But you know what I like about it? In this Luke's version of the Lord's Prayer, it says, Day by day, give me my daily bread. Now, and, and, and Matthew, I think it says, give me this day my daily bread. But Luke, when he said, well, I pray this way, he says now, Lord, day by day, give me my daily bread. Then there's another verse that talks about living one day at a time. It's over in 2 Corinthians, and I think it's chapter 4, verse 16, something like that. He said, uh, he said uh, though our outward man is perishing, He was talking about we're going through trials and difficulties. And Paul talking about the battle that we have as children of God. He said, though our outward man, our physical body, though our outward man is perishing. Now listen to this. Our inward man, our spirit is renewed day by day. You see, the key not to living a life of fear, 
and worry and anxiety is to live one day at a time. I don't live in the past. I live in the present. I don't live in the future. I live in the present. Now, here's the question. How do you live one day at a time? How do you do that? And I got to thinking about this as the Lord gave me this. It, if, if you're not careful, uh, it'll kind of overwhelm you. You say, well, now, Brother Fred, you don't know how busy I am. You do not how preoccupied I am. I have got more on my plate than I should ever have. And I, I'm just telling you that I meet myself coming and going. And, and you, you know, this, this, this all sounds wonderful if I was retired and didn't do anything but sit in the big lazy chair for four hours. But I, no, wait a minute. I'm going to tell you something. As I thought about these truths and how they seem to be overwhelmed, I said, I'm going to test it. Did you know? And I don't say you should do it in this little time. I was able in my heart to go through every one of these in about five minutes. Every one of them. I was able just to, that to be the confession of my heart in about five minutes. So don't think, well, it'll, it'll take me an hour. No, no. It's a matter of God consciousness. It's a matter of practicing the presence of God. And it's a matter of letting the desire of your heart known. I guarantee you, don't you think it takes a long time for you to begin a day like this? It does not. It does not. I am telling you, this is very practical. And by the power of Jesus Christ in you, by the Holy Spirit, you can live this way every day of your life. And have victory over worry and fear. I think there's about six of them. No, yeah, it's about, there's four. Here, no, here it is. I don't know how many it is. Here it is. All right. How to live one day at a time. Number one, here it is. Rejoice in the day God has given you. There's no such thing as a bad day. You get up and say, well, I'm going to have a bad day. Well, then just don't believe God, okay? No. You know the Bible says, listen to this. In Psalm 118, 24, it says, uh, re rejoice in the Lord always. Let me look that up. Psalm 118, verse 24. This is what it says. This is the day that the Lord has made. Now, if the Lord made it, is it a bad day? Psalm 118.24, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Some of you can't wait for one day to get over so you can get till tomorrow. And God's never told you you would even be around tomorrow. Listen, rejoice in the day the Lord has given you. It is a good day. This is the day the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. And see it as an opportunity today, not only to fellowship with God, but to glorify God. A day in which God may be glorified in my life and I might please Him and experience His presence. So how do you live one day at a time? Rejoice in the day that God has given you. Number two, praise God. And thank him for his presence in your life. Now, here you are, a child of God. So it's a new day. Man, today's Sunday, okay? Well, I just thank God for his 
for his presence in my life today. And I get to thinking about his promises in the word of God, about his promises, about his presence in my life today. I love Galatians 2.20. It's just kind of like the the, the flag of this thing of, of Christ says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Hey, it's Monday. It's Sunday. Christ lives in me. Lord, I want to thank you for your presence in my life today. Lord, it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a blessing because you are present in my life. Then I want you to go over. Boy, I, and I, I, I thought, was thinking about Hebrews 13, 4. But how this is the way you live one day at a time. You thank God for his presence in your life today. And, and I said, well, of course, Hebrews 13, 4. Jesus said, don't be covetous. Be content with what you have. The Hebrew writer said, don't be covetous. Be content with what you have. For the Lord has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. How can it be a bad day when the Lord has told me he would never leave me nor forsake me? So that means it doesn't really matter what I go through. I hope they're good, but he's there. He lives in me and he told me, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But you know, the verse that got me was verse 8 of Hebrews 13. You know what it says? I'm talking about living one day at a time. Now I'm talking about not living in the past, but in the present. I'm talking about not living in the future, but in the present. You know what it says in Hebrews 13, eh? Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, somebody say the next word, today and forever. I said, well, what about that? Jesus Christ is the same today. So I can live one day at a time. There's the presence of God in my life. And Jesus Christ is the same today as he is any day. Man, you know how you live one day at a time? You just rejoice that this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And just thank God for his presence in your life, that he will never leave you nor forsake you, and that the, the very fact that Jesus is the same today that he's ever been. Uh, I, I read this little thing about the presence of God one day at a time. There's never a trial that he does not share. There's never a burden that he does not bear. There's never a sorrow that he does not share. Moment by moment, I rest in his care. You know, God wants you to live one day at a time. And you can by rejoicing in the Lord and the day he has made. By thanking God for his presence in your life. And that you never face anything in your own ability or power. Here's the third thing. How to live one day at a time. Well, surrender your life to God one day at a time. Okay? Sunday. Lord, I just want you to know I surrender my life to you today. Now, I did it yesterday, but yesterday's gone. 
But this is a new day. And so, Lord, I want you to know that I surrender my life to you today. Well, how do you do that? Well, you've got to seek him. Seek God early. Now, that doesn't mean you've got to get up at 4 o'clock and pray two hours. You wouldn't be half awake anyway. What am I saying to you? It means, hey, this is, I'm going to live this day. It's the only day I'm promised. <clears throat> so, God, I surrender my life to you today, and I'm going to seek you early. I want you to listen to what the psalmist said. One of my favorite verses. Psalm 63, 1. Oh, God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. Listen to what he said. God, you're my God. Early will I seek you. Lord, my soul thirsts for you. Listen to what he says. My soul longs for you. In a dry and thirsty land where there's no water. To see your power and your glory. Man, what you're saying, God, this ain't a bad day. Listen, I'm telling you one thing. Oh, God, you are my God. I'm seeking you. My soul is thirsty for you. My soul is longing for you. And he said, I want to see your power and glory in a dry and thirsty land. So you go to work expecting to see God's power and God's glory. I mean, you surrender your life to him one day at a time. You seek him early. You offer yourself to him as a living sacrifice. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. You say, well, I offer myself to a living sacrifice to God on Sunday morning from 1030 to 1130. Hello, that's not the Bible. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may know God's perfect, good, and acceptable will. Hey, listen, one day at a time you rejoice in the, this is the day the Lord has made. You rejoice in the day God has given you. You thank God for his presence in your life every moment of this day. And then you surrender your life to him. You seek him early and you just present yourself to him as a living sacrifice. That's what the Bible says. And then you choose God's will in every area of your life. I'm telling you, I, 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 I did every bit of this in about five minutes. Just confessed every one of these. And I'm, I'm just telling you, don't just start out your day. Just, what well, I've got to, I'm on, I'll go. Don't get so busy and in a hurry that you forget who this day belongs to and that God gave you this day and that if you're his child, you belong to him and you'll never get to live this day again and it's as important as any day you will ever live and so therefore you want God to be glorified in your life today. You know, choose God's will. You just say, Lord, today I want your will in everything I do. I, I just want your will in everything I do today. I, I don't want my will. I want your will. Let me give you two verses. Colossians 3, 17. Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to the Father through him. Okay, Lord, today I want your will. So whatever I do in word or deed, I want to do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to you through him. Then, then there's another one, Colossians uh, 3, 23, where it says this, whatsoever you do, now get this, do it heartily to the Lord and not to men. Well, I got to go to work today and 
You know, I'm not too comfortable. I'm not sure how much I like this job. Well, if you got one, you better thank God for it. Now, God's not going to give you a better job till you're thankful for the God he's, job he's already given you. Oh, I'm just telling you. Now, you, I'm just telling you right now. Well, you know, I, I'm much more gifted than this. Well, amen, I'm glad you are, but I'm telling you, thank God for the job you got. But you know, when you go to work, you're not working for your boss. And you're not working for a paycheck. Whatever you do, do it heartily to the Lord and not to men. For you serve the Lord Christ. One of the greatest Christians was Brother Lawrence. He wrote a book called Practicing the Presence of God. Do you know where he learned to practice the presence of God? In a kitchen making meals. And every day in the kitchen, the kitchen became a sanctuary for the presence of God to fill. And Brother Lawrence touched millions of lives. And here I am talking about him thousands of years later because he learned to practice the presence of God. And whatever he did, he did heartily to the Lord and not to men. How do you live in the presence of God one day at a time? Rejoice in the day that God has given you. Thank God for the presence of Christ in your life by the person of the Holy Spirit. Surrender your day to God. Seek God early. Offer yourself to him as a living sacrifice. Choose every day to to, to do his will in your life. And this is so significant. You can do all this in five minutes. It won't be rote. I mean, you're going, but I'm just telling you, you you get overwhelmed. I mean, I, I can't do that. I got a job. Well, you better do it or you gonna, your job ain't going to be worth a hoot anyway. You go try to do it in the flesh and you work hard and don't get nothing done. Here's the next thing about this thing of surrendering your life to him. Ask God for his clear leadership and direction in your life. Lord, I, I just want you to know today that uh, I surrender my life to you and, and I choose your will. I do. And Lord, I'm just asking you for your clear direction and clear guidance in my life today. I want you to lead me every step today at work, at home. Now, I love this verse. And I'm telling you, it's just a promise from God. And I promise you, he'll just lead you if you just listen and let him. Every day, one day at a time, he says in Psalm uh, 32 verse 8. Now listen at this. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Do not be like a horse or a mule that has no understanding and must be led about because he's rebellious with bread or bridle. Don't be that way. And so listen. I say, Lord, today, would you lead me and would you guide me clearly unmistakably instruct me and teach me in the way I should go. I'm sensitive to your spirit. And he said, now listen, this is very important. I will guide you with my eye. The only way he can guide you with his eye, if you have your eye on him. That's the only way he can guide you. Well, you got your mind, eyes on your circumstances and eyes on your failures. No, he says, I'll guide you with my, you keep your eye on me and I'll guide you and I'll lead you and I'll keep you from the pitfalls and I'll lead you through the valleys and I'll lead you to the, hey, listen, how can you live one day at a time? 
Rejoice in the day that God has given you. Thank God for his presence and power in your life. And surrender your life to God every day. I mean, seek God early. Offer yourself as a living sacrifice. Choose the will of God in every area of your life. And ask God for his clear leadership and guidance in your life. Now, these last two things. Um, I'm going to go right where you're living as to why you're not living it one day at a time. If you're going to live one day at a time, you cannot, you must refuse to live in the past. You must refuse. I guarantee you, I'm talking to people here that you really, almost every day, you nurse and you rehearse things in your past. And I am telling you, Jesus said, don't do that. He said, live one day at a time. What if the Apostle Paul had not been able to forget things that occurred in his life when he was Saul of Tarsus? That's why he wrote in Philippians chapter 3. He wrote this verse. He said, forgetting those things that are behind. It's Philippians chapter 3. Verse 13, he said, this one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind and pressing toward those things that are before, I'm going toward the goal that is mine in Christ Jesus. Now listen, there's got to be closure, and I mean closure, on your past. There's got to be. You will not be able to live today effectively and meaningfully in the full abundant blessings of God unless you bring closure to things in your past life. All the time I'm talking to people and I listen with compassion. I do not judge them at all. Under God, you've got to understand me. But I'm telling you, they just can't seem to get loose from their past. And so therefore, they are extremely struggling to have a meaningful life today. Can I ask you, what is it in your past that you can't get beyond? What is it that keeps calling you back? What it keeps you, that, just a struggle, because, you know, what is it? I, I, I mean, what is it? Is it, it, is it a past hurts? There are two kinds of hurts that we have. Those that are self-inflicted. We caused them. They're hurts, but they were self-inflicted. But then they're hurts that were inflicted by others. And I'm telling you, when there's pain and hurt, it's difficult to get beyond it. But let me just tell you something now. Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. He came to restore the soul. And so what you've got to do is say, I have dealt with that. That was a self-inflicted hurt. It was because of my own. Well, you deal with it and you receive the forgiveness of God. And many times you don't need, even need the forgiveness. You just made a bad choice and you just need to say, hey, I don't live there anymore. There's some of you that there's a hurt that happened 20 years ago and you think about it every day. Why? Why do you keep going back there? 20 years ago. 
ask Jesus to heal that and to take away the pain and say, I refuse, I do not live in the past, I live in the present. Is it self-inflicted hurts or hurts inflicted by another? Is it past failures? I want to tell you, everybody in this room, every one of us, we've written pages we never wish we had written. We've gone down roads we never wish we had gone down. And there, and there are choices we made we never wish we had made. But I want to tell you, that's where the forgiveness of God comes in. And that's where the mercy of God comes in. And I am so thankful that he said in the new covenant, your sins and iniquities I will remember no more. Now, if God's not remembering your sins and iniquities, why are you remembering your sins and iniquities? Why do you nurse them and rehearse them? And oh my God, I wish I'd never done that. But you did. But there's the forgiveness of the living God. Praise God that the blood of Jesus has not lost its power. But you see, you can't move on. because you won't, God wants you to live today. But you know, you say, no, it's those past hurts and it's those past sins and failures, you know, but I missed some opportunities, Brother Fred. Oh, I just look back on it, and if I just hadn't missed that opportunity, but you did. So that means God's going to have another opportunity for you if you will listen and follow Him. You know, we all miss opportunities. It could be that just so many things that are in our past that I'm telling you God wants to heal you of the hurts he wants to heal your broken heart of your sins he wants you to receive his forgiveness and a part of his new covenant that he's forgotten and, and, and if it's somebody that hurt you they hurt you well then you got to forgive them if you're ever going to move beyond your past You've heard me say that unforgiveness is you've got a rope around your neck and you've got it around the neck of the person you've never forgiven. And it may even be yourself. So here you are, you've got a rope around your neck and you've got a rope around the neck of the person that you've never forgiven. And guess what you do? You drag them everywhere you go. Huh? You can go 500 miles from home. They'll sleep in the bed right beside you. you wake up and say, boy, look what they did to me. You know, you, you know I've, sometimes you just got to see forgiveness does not mean approval. It does not mean approval, but it means God's forgiven me and I am not going to drag. Hey, this lady told me one time, I can see her right now standing on the porch of a church in Laurel, Mississippi. She said, my daddy did me wrong in the, in the, in the will. God have mercy. I hope you don't ever leave, leave any money. It always causes people trouble. He said, but you know, my daddy didn't do me right in the will. And I tell you, for 10 years, I've been bitter toward him. And there's been a rope around my neck and around his neck in the grave. And I drag him everywhere I go. I said, would you please cut the rope? You got to rejoice and the day the Lord has given you. You got to do that. You got to remember God's presence with you every day of your life. And you have got to surrender yourself to God every day. Just every day. Just surrender yourself to Him. Seek Him early. Present your body a living sacrifice. Choose His will in every area of your life. And ask Him to lead you and guide you. And your confession as you begin a new day. I do not live in the past. I live in the present.
You live one day at a time. Every now and then, I'll be walking the dog, Bo. He walks me. He lives to walk. Sometimes I don't want to. But I'll be walking, and the devil will start reminding me of things that happened 10 years ago. I don't know why he likes to remind me when I'm walking. But, you know, I, I, I'm not going to put up with that. I refuse that. I don't live in the past. I live in the present. So I just simply say, I'm forgiven by God. <laughs> that is not who I am. I'm not living back there. I'm living right now. And it's amazing how he just, he just goes on away. He said, well, I can't mess with him tonight. Here's the, the last thing, and that is this. If you're going to live one day at a time, you have got to deal thoroughly with your past and receive God's forgiveness and God's healing and let God bring closure. And every time the enemy tries to bring it up, you just refuse it, come against it, renounce it in the name of Jesus. But I'm going to tell you something else now. You, you can't live in the future. I do not live in the future. I live in the present. But now I'm going to tell you, just as the past will get you hung up, your, your worry about the future will absolutely eat your lunch. Well, just for example, and, and this breaks my heart. Well, they got all this stuff out, you know. Well, if they, if they pass this bill in Congress, and I still don't even know what they pass, and they cut all this money off that, you, you know, you could not get your Social Security check. Well, I tell you, when you're my age, you say, well, that's serious stuff. That is serious stuff. But you know, there was a lady. They were, the, the, the people would deliver meals to this little lady. And she said, well, thank you for delivering these meals today. She said, because you know, I don't know what I'm going to do because they tell me I'm not going to get my Social Security check. Here's a little lady just worried to death. Now, I can, I can understand that, but I'm going to tell you something. Some of you, it's not about your Social Security check. But you get up and you really can't concentrate on knowing and following Jesus today because you are so consumed about tomorrow. And he just told you not to do that. God will take care of your tomorrows too. It says in Matthew 6, 34, live one day at a time. Now, I want to ask you something. I've asked you about what's uh, got you hung up in the past. What are you anxious about in the future? I mean, what are you worried about? What keeps you from living one day at a time? I mean, what is it? I mean, what is it? You say, well, Brother Fred, it's just a number of things. He said, um, you know, um, I'm really worried about finances. I, I just seem like I just say, well... I wish the end of the month would come before I run out of money so I'll have, I can start over and run out of money again. You, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Am I going to break even this month? <laughs> well, some of you don't have to worry about that, but us older people, we have to worry about that. But anyway, so some of you just consumed about finances. It controls you. And you really can't focus on today because you're worried about six months from now or three months from now and all that kind of stuff. Is that what's consuming you and keeping you from living today? You're worried about future finances? What about uh, job security? You know, so many people losing their jobs. What if I lose my job? Well, is God not big enough to take care of that? 
So you were, you see, sometimes it's finances, sometimes it's job security, sometimes it's children, sometimes it's just your health. They're just a thousand one ifs, and it takes all your energy and all your focus today from today because you are just consumed about what's going to happen tomorrow. You, you, the only way to get ready for tomorrow is to live and obey God today. I promise you, if you walk with God today and obey God today, you're ready for tomorrow. I promise you, you are. Whatever tomorrow might bring. I didn't say everything would be easy. I did not say there would not be trials. I did not say there would not be tests. But I promise you, if you walk with God today and you obey God today and you allow Jesus his rightful place in your life, you just live today in his will, then whatever happens tomorrow, you're already prepared for that because you followed Jesus today. And the only way you get ready for tomorrow is to follow Jesus today. Let me tell you how you deal with, with, with future. There is a difference between worry and concern. Worry is a dead-end street and it leads nowhere. But you say, but Brother Fred, I am concerned about my finances. And I am concerned about job security. And I am concerned about my children. And I am concerned about my health. Guess what? Me too. But you know what concern does? It leads you to pray. See, a genuine concern causes you to pray. I mean, you just pray. Lord, you know I'm concerned about my finances. And, and you start praying, well, God, now you show me how you're going to provide and let me be a good steward. Lord, you know I'm concerned about my job. Well, Lord, I'm asking you right now to you, you, you just take care of that. You give me favor. Let me tell you something. If you're concerned, you just pray about it. You pray about it. And that'll deal with it today. You're concerned about it. You pray about it. That'll deal with it. Now, if you worry, you don't do anything but worry about it. You worry about it today. You don't pray. You worry about it tomorrow. And you just... I never forget the lady that I was ministering to. And, and this is the truth. And some of you just justify the fact, well, it's not, it's not uh, worry, Brother Fred, it's concern. Well, if you never pray about it, it's worry. The lady that I was talking to who had all kind of problems and issues, and, and I tell you one thing, I don't ever take anybody's problems or issues lightly. I never do. I never make light of them. Because if it's important to them, it's important to God, and it's important to me. Don't you ever think that, that if you ever came to me about something, I'd say, well, that's silly. No, it isn't silly. If it's serious to you, it is serious to me. But she told me all of her problems, and I said to her, here's the verse for you. Here's the verse. All those worries, make them concerns, and I want you to pray without ceasing. Here's that verse. Pray without ceasing. What about this? You pray. What about this? You pray. I said, you pray. What about this? Well, you just pray. I said, every time that worry comes up, make it a concern. Pray, 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 pray. You're not going to believe what she told me. She said, you don't understand, Brother Fred. Worry is a part of who I am. My mother worried my grandmother worried, and worry is a part of our family tree. You think I'm making that up? I'm not making it up. See, she thought that who she was was a worrier. The truth is, if she's a child of God, she's not a woman of worry. She's a woman of faith. You say, well, that's just who I am. No, it's not who you are if you're a child of God. I'm going to tell you, you can't live one day at a time till you deal thoroughly with your past and let God bring closure. Or you place your future on the altar. And every time you're concerned about something, you pray and you trust God and you ask him to take care of tomorrow.
You know what? There's a, there's a chorus. I'm so tempted to sing it, but I'm not, because I like this chorus. You're going to recognize it right now. I want you to listen to this. Day by day, with each passing moment, strength I find to meet my trials here. He said, you know, day by day, day by day, with each passing moment, I find strength, strength I find to meet my trials here. Trusting in my Father's wise bestowment, I have no cause to worry or to fear. That little chorus, day by day, and with each passing moment, strength I find to meet my trials here. Trusting in my Father's wise bestowment, I have no cause for worry or for fear. Day by day, day by day, day by day. Scriptural principles that guide God's children in their daily life. Live one day at a time.